Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Daredevil Season 3, Episode 3, No Good Deed. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. We're going to talk everything about this episode. So full spoiler alert for Episode 3, Jeffrey. How you doing, Sir. buddy? Crazy weekend, crazy, crazy. Yeah, Just man. Yeah, timing my, has been awful this weekend for my, anything. Oh, for sure. Me, me too. I had a I had a wedding yesterday that was on t- <laughs> on top of my normal like playing a wedding is a full day for me normally. Like playing a wedding is just kind of like a full day. Uh, my for those of you who don't know, I'm a musician. MatthewCurlMusic.com. Check it out. Uh, but uh, f- for those of you who don't know, I'm a musician and I do weddings. I'm, I'm a wedding singer. Uh, and I did the wedding yesterday, and that's always kind of a full day of work. But on top of that, it was my girlfriend's, uh, one of her best friends. So she was the maid of honor, and I kind of had to be a guest and have like sort of lots of boyfriend responsibilities on top of just being at the thing. And then on top of that, they hired me for videography as well. <laughs> so I was also sort of running the videographers and the band, and I was taking on boyfriend responsibilities. So it's just a really long, really busy day. Um, and you were trying to sneak away and watch little bits of Daredevil. <laughs> I had already seen it. I watched it, but I actually watched it again to this morning before we recording this. Um, I loved this episode. It's so good. Um, I also rewatched the first two episodes too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, while you're at it, this season is, is some of the best it's some of the best television I've seen. I love it so much. Um, I rewatching episode two. I don't know how if we got into it real deep, but that Fisk monologue about love being a cage. Yeah, we didn't get into it deep, but we did mention it and how unbelievably powerful it is. It, it, it's effing poetry, man. It's just so good, and it, yep. it's like the, it's the cage he wants to be in. You know. Uh, or, or maybe he doesn't have a choice to be in. I don't know. It's it's, it's it's just so good. It's just so good. He talks about how he thought love would be freeing. It was this thing he'd always desired. Um, and he talks about how he'd accomplished great things, but he was unfulfilled. Like, it's just yeah. amazing. I, uh, and then he, like, once he found love, he, he felt so powerful. Like, there's no equal he thought to it, the... He thought it would bring him power and freedom, yes. Uh, no, yeah, he said he said that he felt so unbelievably powerful, and he thought that it was freedom, but turns out it's not. Nope, love is a cage. Love is, love is, love, love is an unsca- unescapable cage. You know, I thought it was just a battlefield, but apparently it's also a cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but getting to this episode, uh, we, we, we're coming off right when Fisk has been moved... And the Albanians attacked, which was pretty insane. Um, and then they got cracked back. Yeah, they get cracked back by Dexter. Dex Dexter? Poindexter. Poindexter. Special Agent Poindexter. Yeah, the the uh, Benjamin Poindexter. Benjamin Poindexter. The uh, subtitles keep calling him Dex, and so I, <laughs> I, I didn't know he was going to be. Um, that, uh, the character that he is, Benjamin Poindexter. So I had to like look up Marvel, Daredevil, Dex, and just see what came up. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right. This this season we're getting Bullseye. <laughs> yep. 
Yep. And, you know, oddly enough, Bullseye is one of those characters, one of those few characters that has never really had, like, a full-on fleshed-out backstory. He's always given some sort of bullshit, kind of like the Joker. Right. He's given some sort of bullshit reason for how he is, or why he is how he is. Well, they also... Uh, I'm just looking at the wiki on Bullseye because I don't know the comics Bullseye very well. I've only I've seen him in a few books, but I don't really know much about him. It sounds like there's not much to know because he's he's like the Joker apparently. Uh, but yeah, it looks like he's a lot of aliases too. Yeah. Um. So whatever that means. Um. De- uh, Benjamin Poindexter is just one of his one of his aliases that popped up. Um. So. Uh. Speaking of him, while while we're while we're on him. Uh, it. I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with Benjamin Poindexter, because he seems like he, he's an FBI agent. Um, he he does actually care about his fallen comrades. Yeah. Um, he's like so he's he's in a, in a way a good man it seems, but he also shot uh shot the Albanians when they were unarmed. Uh, or when, and surrendering and surrendering, so that was that was pretty rough. So he's definitely got a, a dark streak. Um, so so we see a little more of his darkness with this. It looks like he's stalking a young woman. Um, yeah, lied to his. Uh, he lied to his his psych dude. That uh, you know, he's like, oh no, I'm fine. I've got this great support system. Her name is Julie. Uh, she's a bartender, and you know, when she gets off of work, uh, it's Tuesday, so she'll want pizza. And, you know, we go have a slice of her favorite pizza, broccoli and whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that sounds great, dude. And then, no, he's just straight up stalking her. Just stalking her. Knows her schedule because he's stalking her. Um, yeah, that's that was pretty intense. <laughs> pretty intense. Pretty weird. Um, I just, I, I'm interested in him. I, I I think they're going somewhere that he's cracking. He sounds like he, the, 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 the. The psychiatrist said that you know uh, w- you, you can you can do this you can have you know all the you can you can kill all these people but eventually it, it wears on you and you're going to crack and he, if you don't have a support system and he's like oh I have a support system but he doesn't so I think he's going to crack something's <laughs> going to happen here it's, he's going to get it twisted and uh, it's not looking good for his sanity with all these yeah uh, the the stalking and the murdering of the Albanians um, pretty pretty crazy. Yep, yep, yep. And he's, uh, he's, I mean, he already said to the doctor, like, if I had been wearing a mask and a suit, everybody would be calling me a freaking hero. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's probably going to mischaracterize that and think that he can become a hero. Um, but we also have Fisk trying to manipulate him, trying to get him to, uh, join the fight for him. Like I'm talking about how talented he is and how he owes him something and what can he do for him. He's he's obviously trying to make him uh, win him over to his team, as it yeah, were. Yeah, he's he's trying to sow some inroads. Yeah, for sure. And it for now it looks like Dex is having none of it. Yeah, for now. For now. Um. So <sighs> w- the other thing I really loved in this episode. Um, was speaking of psychology, I loved the um, projection of Fisk that yes. uh, Matt is presenting. It reminded me of, 
I, I would be remiss if I don't mention the uh, Arkham Knight game, uh, where <laughs> spoiler alert for the Arkham games. If you don't haven't seen them or you care, jump forward thirty seconds. Uh, in in the fourth in the series of Arkham games, the Joker has been killed in a previous episode. Uh, so they have Batman imagine a version of the Joker the entire time. And so not only <laughs> yep. do you get the fun of constantly having the Joker around, but you, and having them interact constantly and having them have conversations, but you also, every time you see him, you know that he's actually a window into Batman's psyche and what Batman's thinking and the doubts that Batman has about himself. And uh, it seems like they're going using this, version of kingpin the same way not to mention that he's dressed a lot more like traditional kingpin and i love that they're yeah he's in the full white yeah i feel like they 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 avoid that on this show for the most part uh he they because they're trying to make him more realistic plus he's in prison and and i think he's just been sort of a more realistic dressing character but the one in, in in matt's mind can be as fantastical as he wants to be yeah uh, and so I, I love that they're doing that. That's super and, fun. You know, ascots are a bit much, but you know, it's, yeah, it's whatever it is in uh, in Daredevil's mind. And what's really interesting about the whole thing is that a lot of this show has been from Matt's perspective. Uh, so I'm not so much in like it's following him, but like from his sensory pers- perspective, mm. like whenever his hearing was damaged. A lot of the uh, a lot of the audio in the show was muffled. You know, yeah. you could still make out what everybody was saying, but it's been muffled. And this projection of Fisk has been blurred the whole time. You never see his actual clear face. Yeah, you just know that he's standing there in a white suit because you know Daredevil can't really tell color, or Matt Murdock can't really tell color. Right. You know, he might be able to based on different mm, yeah. heat patterns of mm, you know but yeah. very unlikely unlike so i've seen i've seen the uh, ben affleck movie he can't talk <laughs> yep yep the world on fire doesn't allow for that yeah um but it's i could have used the one from a, this series but i had to just bring up a little bit of ben affleck yeah you had to bring up the shitty one good job <laughs> um so it's 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 obviously or it's very much a, a fisk from his his perspective of Fisk and you know, he doesn't really necessarily know what his face looks like. Hmm. He, do, he can't mean, make out all the details. Well, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the case. Uh, he seems to be able to make out details pretty well. The fact that he can reach behind him and pick up some, uh, twist ties in the previous episode uh, without, yeah. you know, without feeling for them at all. I, I think he can, he can make out pretty close details, but I, I, I just think that's more of an artistic choice. Um, to have him blurred out. And I love that. I love it so much. Uh, I've actually noticed that a lot with this um, season. They are giving a lot of people long monologues. And they've done that. I mean, I say this season. That's the very first thing that made me love the show, which is that I've said it over and over, that f- the very first um, confession booth scene in the first episode, um, they have one long shot of Matt Murdock. And that actor, Charlie Cox, does an amazing delivery of that speech, and they just don't cut away. And I've noticed it more and more this season. Um, they're just doing these really long takes where if I were directing this, the shitty director that I am, 
I would be cutting back and forth between the two characters, but they like to stay on one character while they're giving whatever their speech is. Uh, they they stay. Uh, w- there's there's a lot of scenes with the with um, Maggie. Is it Sister Maggie? Yeah, Sister Maggie. She 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 walks around while like it just focuses on Matt Murdock's face, and you see his reactions and his his emotional turmoil while Maggie might be having a whole conversation with him, but she's like blur she stays blurred out in the background half the time. Um and I, I just I, I love the way they shoot this show. And I think it's just they're relying on their actors to give good performances. Yeah. This yeah. is not a show about, you know, whiz bang, let's show the coolest shot. I, I really realized the second time watching the second episode I think I'm just got to watch them all a few times because this show this show has been so thick with goodness, um, but it's I, hard to unpack it all and talk about I, all of it. I knew how that Fisk scene made me feel. It made me feel cage when Fisk's car flips over. He's upside down. That scene made me feel caged, and like it, it made me feel like he felt. You know, it made me feel yeah. like they're coming and there's nothing I can do, and I'm so I'm trapped. You know. And what I realized, yeah. uh, looking back at the the scene and watching it again, the camera is never outside the car. They yeah, shot until that, the door opens. The right. camera is never out. The, they shot that entire scene inside that car in such a cramped way, and he's scrambling around, and you see all the action. You see people firing, but it's all from from Fisk's perspective, and it's all really low and really trapped you feel trapped because literally the camera never exits that car and i didn't i didn't notice that particular technique like i felt the what it was evoking but i didn't notice it and it's amazing it's amazing Yeah. yeah the cinematography in this series is phenomenal like they have nailed it right over and over again they've nailed it especially in this season they have nailed it totally with you Um, another thing that I noticed with, uh, with ghost Fisk, as we'll call him, um, the, that Fisk credit to the credit to the writers, credit to the actor, that Fisk does not speak the same way that actual Wilson Fisk does Mm. the way, like the, the verbiage that he chooses, the, the words that he chooses, the 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 eloquence that Fisk normally has is not there when it's Ghost Fisk. Did I say Fitz? <laughs> the, the sorry, the eloquence that that Wilson Fisk normally has is not there when it's Ghost Fisk. He's a simple talking he, in Matt's head. I do think he's a simplified version. He's he's and that's that's what I mean by he is. Um, he is what Matt thinks. One of the first things he says. Well, not one of the first things when when he is fighting in that garage and Fisk is talking to him, he says, let the devil out. That is a Matt Murdock. That's Matt Murdock judging himself for letting the devil out, which is something that comes from, again, that first scene in the confessional Um, That guilt, that that guilt for having the desire to be the man like his father was that lets the devil out. And 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 whether that's a good thing or not, he just he's still so conflicted, and and so so much so that he puts his nemesis is the only way that he lets himself say that to himself. <laughs> like it, the darker part of him in in his brain is being represented by Fisk. You know, let the devil out. That, that's 
Um, it's definitely Matt Murdock's words coming through Vincent D'Onofrio's wonderful performance. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I say credit to Vincent D'Onofrio, because it's a different version of Fisk that he gets to play yeah, at, you know, at the time. True, yeah. And it may be like a more like concentrated Fisk, a little, little boiled down, not quite as, as uh, complex, but it, it, it is complexity though. <laughs> like it's, it is complexity for all of the characters. You get to see this version of Fisk that we know that Matt sees. And then, in the same episode, we get the prisoner Fisk, where he's you know sitting in a in a in a penthouse of all places that somehow he owns. Oh yeah, this if, this building that he owns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we get. Let's get into that. Um, so apparently, this seems like it might all be part of Fisk's plan, right? And I, I realize dastardly fiend. I mean. Part of me thinks that this whole thing, this entire, like, Vanessa as his reason, like, could all be a ploy. There's part of me that feels that way. And I, and part of me wants that scene. Like, I would love the surprise of episode 13. It's revealed that all these, he's had the government working for him because he's convinced them he has a convincing reason to protect Vanessa. But the truth is, it's all just been a ploy for him to get out and get get in control again. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's just been dead the whole no, time. That, that would be an amazing <laughs> reveal. It would be amazing if they revealed that, like, he had her killed because he realized the power that she had taken from him. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like he it's actually loved her. In a cage. He actually loved her, but he realized the cage he was in, and he had her killed. Like, that would be dark and insane. And, and so Fisk. And such a great reveal. Like, I, part of me wants that. And then part of me wants this to all be so sincere and for Matt Murdock to fight him when he's actually trying to do good things. For Vanessa, because uh, Matt Murdock doesn't believe he can change. And the fact, if Fisk really can change, maybe Matt sees that he can change too. And so there's all this, if, if Fisk really is who Fisk is, and and this this love couldn't change him, then that's going to bode poorly for Matt Murdock. And I, I don't know what I want. And I think either one would be super interesting. <laughs> it's it's so great that uh, that we're at this point with this show where like we want so many different things and they're all conflicting with each other. And any of them would be amazing to have. Like they've opened so many doors in so many different directions, and the whole thing could be just great. And, yeah. you know, we, we would be so happy with any of the directions that they go. Yeah, I really, I would, I, there's, there's a lot that I want out of the series and I don't even know what it is. I trust them. I trust this series more than I trust any of the other series. Um, I trust it. I, Apparently so does Netflix. Right. Yeah. We haven't discussed that yet, but, uh, and Luke Cage has been canceled. Yeah. If you haven't heard. As Luke has Cage Iron Fist. And Iron Fist. So. Uh, I, I, I'm torn. Uh, so conspiracy theory hat time. Um, <laughs> the entirety of defenders has been a ploy by Marvel and Disney to give every Netflix subscriber that loves these shows a reason to subscribe to the Disney streaming service. 
Yeah. Because if they're canceling these shows, especially both of those shows, what if just like every audience member wants, what if in... They start up here as for hire, but over on the Disney streaming service. And Daughters of the Dragon. Same time... They take those two shows, they combine the characters in a way that has already been proven that people like more, I think. I've heard of that from a lot of people, uh, that that is, is a combination they like. And they start these other two shows that we all are interested in seeing, and now we have a reason to go to the streaming service. But they like trick Netflix into doing like a two-season ad for their new streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's that's the that's the yeah. conspiracy hat version that I think is not totally crazy, and maybe, yeah. maybe it's not as much of a plan to do that. But uh, like the opportunity is definitely there for them to start both those series, or at least some series set in this in this universe, uh, in this sort of Netflix, um, you know, neighborhood. I'll call it. <laughs> yeah, this neighborhood. This this corner of the of the MCU. Yeah. And, I mean, there's going to be a Loki series and a Scarlet Witch series over there. The The only thing that I don't like is that, like, Daredevil just came out with season three on Netflix. Like, you've got you to let that simmer for a little bit. And Jessica Jones is in production on season three. And The Punisher season two just wrapped. So, like, all, all three of those are still in the works on the right. Netflix side. Well, I would love to see the Netflix shows continue, because I don't want Daredevil to go anywhere. And I'd love to see Punisher continue, and I'd love to see Jessica Jones continue. But what if they just started more shows that are also in the MCU, that are also just as connected? And I don't know how all those rights work and how all the, the rules work as to how creatively they can be combined and they can work together with other... I think, surely, that Disney would have written this contract in a way that... I mean, part of the reason this works is because it's combined with the movies. So, like, it's possible yeah. that Netflix got tricked into signing a contract saying, you we, the, we you know, you have creative control and you can combine it with all your other properties because that's the reason it works. That's the reason we all watched. Because it's combined. But now they could start a show on Disney and literally... And, and keep putting Daredevil in things that, like... You're like, I love Daredevil so much. I want to go. I, I guess I have to get this service too. They're like combining their fates with Netflix in a really interesting way. If that happens, that's all conspiracy hat time. <laughs> this has been conspiracy hat time with Matt Carroll. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I it's weird, you know, that the uh, the three darkest shows are the ones that haven't had any sort of announcement as far as, like, cancellation at all. They're still in the works. Hmm. And the two that, uh, that you know, when they get together is a fun and plucky and upbeat kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, those two get canceled to be put, and, you know, could be put into a different place. That is interesting, and, and given that, you know... People still feel like Disney kind of softens things up. And so, yeah, maybe moving over there, that was the shows that made more sense to move. And I do think they're probably also the least popular of the Netflix series. So I, maybe I'm just curious as to which one, um, which what, what they'll do with it. I really am curious yeah. what they'll do with it. Because I don't think that that's the last we'll see of Luke Cage's story. And I don't think it's the last thing we'll see of 
Iron Fist story. But I don't know how they'll end it if they don't bring the series back in some way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. So, there's something else that we need to talk about from Daredevil, season three, though. Yeah. Episode three, specifically. Yeah, yeah. The conversation between Matt Murdock and Foggy Nelson. Oh, yeah, man, heartbreaking. Like, this is... They broke up. <laughs> we just watched a, a friend breakup happen immediately after f- friend two finds out that friend one is still alive. Yeah, that's insane. And I, I'm I'm mad at Matt Murdock for how he's hurting his friends. Right? Um, I know he's trying to protect them because I wish they would hide that a little more because I do think he comes off a little heartless so far tour when it comes to them. But the reason he's doing this, at least I think... It's twofold. He thinks he 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 thinks that Matt Murdock, as a as a persona, is has done more damage than good, uh, or he doesn't he doesn't care about being that anymore. He's just tur- turning all into his dark side to become who he thinks he needs to be to make an impact. Um, yeah. And he wants to make an impact. And since he no longer trusts God to work through him in doing the good things. He's just full on steering into like what he thinks, where he thinks most his power comes from. Um, and and that is all cool and interesting. Uh, and I, but, and there's that, but I also think a part of what he's doing is Fisk threatened, um, Matt with, with that he would, destroy his life and he would destroy the lives of the amateurs that put him in this cage. Yeah. Which that line in itself makes me fear for Vanessa. Um, (laughs) right. I mean, like, I feel like that's almost foreshadowing and he talks about how Vanessa put him in a cage. Um, but I digress. Um, that would be diabolical of an ending. And I hope I didn't just call the ending because that, that's almost too good, and I wish I could be surprised by it. Um, but <laughs> I hope you did call it. Yeah, if, if I called that, I'm I'm I'd be impressed. But I'd also be annoyed at me for calling it. Uh, <laughs> if I were, <laughs> we'll, a we'll have that the so uh, the damn it, Matt call. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. If you, we get the damn it, Matt call, I. But I am only guessing. I'm really just guessing. I have not seen past episode three. Um, I haven't <laughs> had time. I had enough time to rewatch the first three episodes. Uh, basically just because Jeff wasn't ready today. So I watched three episodes this morning Man. again. I was like, we're going to talk about it. I'm just going to rewatch episode three. I've been slinging popcorn all weekend. This has been crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's no good, man. It's been great. You got, you got, you <laughs> got selling get, a bunch. You got to get off that stuff. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's a problem. All right. Just, you know, been dealing. Yeah. So foggy now knows Matt's alive. And Matt told him, basically, fuck off. And stole his wallet. Like, what the hell? Yeah. What the <sighs> Matt Murdock, what are you doing? Yeah. Damn it, Matt. <laughs> I'm, 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 <sighs> I wait, hear damn it, Matt, way too often. Yeah, we um, do. All right, guys. Uh, well, you got anything else to say about this episode? Uh, I mean... We could talk about Karen, maybe, and how she's being shafted, but I really just want to get to the next one. Yeah, I feel like the Karen Karen was just more of a 
continuation of last episode. She's found a connection, which is important. It, it reveals that it's very possible that this whole thing is, is a Fisk plot. He at least has been holding on to this place as some sort of like back trap door to get out of his situation. So that's interesting. But all right, guys, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We are at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us and leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. If you want to support the cast and get these Daredevil episodes uh, faster, uh, because we're going to drop them as quick as we can do them over on the Patreon, but only once a day on the public feed. So uh, if you're if you're done and you're like, I want to hear the rest of this discussion, hop over to Patreon. Throw us a couple bucks or a buck or whatever you got, um, and we'll be uh, we'll be and get some cool rewards and stuff. Uh, but uh, but that's at Patreon.com/slash/MCUcast. So check that out. Um, that is all from us today. We'll be back very soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Uh-huh.